Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 20. Episode 20 is long overdue. It's like, what is? Life gets busy. Things happen. You know, been dealing with some stuff. Nothing too juicy, but nothing really for this medium either. But this app, we're going to talk about how to get around Instagram limiting your reach. It's really common that Instagram, you know, well, people complain that Instagram is limiting their reach. And it, but it's not true either. They're not trying to do it to take away some of your, you know, uh, you know, comfort in uh, knowing what you're going to receive. They're not just taking pleasure in it, but, you know, it does happen. And there's things you can do. And so, you know, I'm not sure if it's the same as you, but I find that every post that I make on Instagram gets buried result when it comes to how many people see it. And in this app, I'm going to tell you how you can battle that, how you can battle the decreasing reach of your Instagram posts in simple game properly. It's not illegal. It's not against Instagram's terms and conditions. When Instagram was chronological, seems like forever ago, like life was so much easier. You just like post an image, specific time when you knew people would be online and you could almost guarantee that you would have your post seen by a fixed number of people. And that's why you would post at that specific time. I would time my posts based on commute times or like, you know, peak hour in the car. And I'd avoid times when I knew that people would be busy. And it was, it was that simple, really. Everything has changed over time. Instagram now has an algorithm or some kind of secret recipe uh, that doesn't taste so good, but they use that to prioritize content. And it serves level approach to, to monetizing their platform. They tell users, like the everyday user, that it helps them, like it helps the user manage a large amount of, by showing them only the, you know, the most relevant stuff. And it allows businesses to pay for content to be served within that categorization. So whatever parameters that they, they sort of plug in. And, and on paper, that sounds great. That's, that sounds like the best recipe ever. That's a delicious social media cake. But what if you're not following that many people? The average Instagram user followers, follows like, you know, 150 people. And, you know, given not every one of those followed users are going to post, I think the average user needs Instagram's help in managing that you know the content in their timeline it's pretty clear that it's a business move which is fine this needs to needs to make money that's cool and i guess the problem is a number of people who see our posts is decreased that total number the number of users that you know, your post is exposed to is called reach. If you hear people talk about reach and stuff like that, that's what it is. 
So Instagram limits posts that underperform based on its secret criteria. It's kind of like Google, where you don't know for sure how to guarantee your website appears at the top of rankings. But things you can do to maximize the effectiveness of your post's reach. So you need to prove to Instagram that your content's good. That's the exact same thing that's happening, you know, in Google's. It's like everyone uses some form of algorithm out there. Think about it. Like, just, you know, hear me out. I know people hate Instagram for doing this, but hear me out. Instagram is good content because it encourages people to keep using the platform. Younger generations don't use Facebook because their grandparents and their parents are on it posting minion memes that argue aren't even memes. So young people stop using it. The oldies killed it. They use Instagram and TikTok now. You know, and I'm too old for TikTok. Instagram wants to is on the platform, so they want to make sure that the content posted on the platform is good, is appealing, gets people coming back. Let's get nerdy. Let's get nerdy just for like, you know, a second, couple of minutes. I love this stuff because I'm a digital marketer by day, like I said, in a few different apps. That's that's the bread and butter. That's So, you know, in the interest that you might find this interesting, I'll take you through it. There's a factor in, you know, an algorithm across, you know, all of the platforms, but especially Facebook-owned platforms, and that includes Instagram. There's a factor in the, the algorithm called affinity scores. And affinity scores are one of the, the many influence who your content's shown to. Every user has an affinity score, and that score is directly relevant to the individual the content could potentially be served. It's not uncommon for super-optimized users to have an affinity score in the thousands, you know, with users who follow similar accounts. Because the higher the score, the more relevant they are. Some businesses try to game the system and they try to artificially increase their affinity score. Ultimately, you know, you can't control individual accounts in a way that's effective to game the system anymore. That's my opinion. It doesn't stop people from trying, but that's my opinion. You can still see accounts using that on Facebook right now, like trying to game it. If you ever see an where you vote by an emoji, like that's an attempt at gaming the system. That was one of the first ways of trying to game the system because it encourages people or engage with the post effectively and they otherwise probably wouldn't engage with that minion meme for example so you'd have like one minion meme on the left and one right and one would be upvote you know thumbs up for that and love heart react for minion number two and you know people would want to have their say and so 
choose how they want to interact. Now, normally if they see that, if they just see a minion in their timeline, there's no call to action. There's no, you know, purpose for them interacting. And so they just keep on. And so the brand doesn't get any kind of engagement that way. And so people tie in the voting to try and game it a bit because they don't care whether you go for minion number one or minion number two. They do care that you're voting at all. Doesn't matter whether it's even not even minions. If you like another common thing, if you ever see a post where, you know, it's an image, it's clearly, but the page has posted it as a video. So it's a static photo that's been uploaded as a video file. That's another common attempt at gaming the system, a more sort of modern way. And people do a video view is counted as three seconds of a view. So once you've watched something for three seconds, that counts as a view. And a view counts as engagement between the poster. So, you know, some people who want to game the system prefer to force the engagement by means of video view as opposed to hoping the viewer will like the image post. So complex or something where it's like click on the the image to see the full thing or tap to, you know, have the person do a sit up or, and then it sort of exposes someone doing a sit up in some way that's gaming the system as well. Facebook, they hated it, right? Everyone was all these big brands were doing it. That's kind of where memes on Facebook and the decrease in relevant content and Facebook came out and they said, I'm really annoyed about this. <laughs> this is why Facebook, the brand said, I'm really annoyed about this. Don't do this anymore. So if you are posting from a personal account, we're going to decrease your reach automatically because they didn't know how to beat it. So they were just annoyed about it and they said, don't, don't do it. And some business, you know, started to figure out, okay, well, if Facebook doesn't want you to do it, and there's, you know, there's sort of, you know, mechanical engine, like, you know, mechanical engineer, if there's like tools out there that Facebook is using to monitor whether a video file that's being played doesn't change, if it's just a static image, then let's find a way around it. Some businesses started overlaying animated triangles and, you know, little sort of, you know, half opacity, you know, animations over the top of an image. And they did that to try and trick Facebook's tools into thinking that the image was actually a video. Facebook and Instagram, they now ban accounts based off these kind of like gaming methods that we've, we've spoken through voting one, but the animation over a, a photo as a video uh, definitely gets you a ban, but it doesn't stop businesses from trying. Sometimes it's better to take that risk than it is to pay whatever Facebook or Instagram wants you to pay to get the reach that you want. And I see some people out there that are saying that Instagram is limiting our reach because we don't spend money to promote content. Not that, hey, you've got a potential to get this much reach, but 
you need to be, you know, spending money to get what you used to get. That's not it at all. It, you used to get a much higher reach chronological. And so you'd know what you're getting. Now you don't know what you're getting. But that you're not getting a lower reach because they want you to have a lower reach. So it's that's just false. They don't limit our reach in order to get us to spend money on the platform, full stop. I would love to say that they do because, you know, it took me a while to figure this out as well, but they don't do it. You know, if it were true, we would be paying Instagram like 50 bucks a post to reach the amount that we previously did. Now, that's not much. It might seem a lot to, to people, but in the social media world, 50 bucks, that's nothing. And I know it's untrue because Instagram and Facebook, they don't even assign an account manager to a business unless the business spends a minimum of 10 bucks a month, 10,000. That's a huge amount per month. So 120,000 per year you have to spend as the bare minimum to get an account manager, you know, to help you out with that. That's sort of where they want to start. They want the big fish. You know, our 200 bucks a month, our 200 bucks that we spend, is, that's not what their business model is targeting. They want 20K a year. And sure, I'm sure they would love to take 200 bucks from every user and make a lot. But what they want to do is focus their efforts on, you know, a smaller number of big fish than chasing every little But in saying that, Instagram needs us around. They, they have to have us because the little fish like us, even though they're not going for us, you know, they to keep users active on the channel. They dangle a carrot for us to adopt their best practice methods by giving us a higher reach if we post good content that uses all of the features that but how does Instagram even know what good content is? Is there someone out there going, yeah, that's good content, that's bad content, or is it an automated process? How come one meme, you know, performs well, boosted from one source? And this is where the affinity score for the account comes into play. Remember that affinity scores, they are on a, you know, a one-to-one -one ratio. There are a couple of affect affinity scores between the subscriber and yourself. And those things are, firstly, the frequency of previous engagement by that person. And secondly, the frequency of engagement tagged in the image or mentioned in the image, you know, comment. So here's tip number one. Tip number one, straight up. Ask the person tagged in the photo to like or comment on the post with the tagged account. Because I'm a music photographer, I'll use, you know, an example that's more relevant with my stuff. If I post, you know, a photo of a really popular band, my reach almost doubles if the band engages on the post in some way. So I need to look out for the band engaging with my content. They don't need to share it. They, they just need to engage with it for it to have a higher chance our mutual followers. If you're not a music photographer like I am and you shoot another genre of photography, 
you know, the factor still applies to you and your potential, you know, your potential clients. A real estate photographer, for example, and you're posting your own work on Instagram. If the estate agent that supplied the work, you know, engages with your post and rival agencies and the supplier of the work, the chances of the rivals seeing your work is higher immediately. And rivals for you, if it's a real estate thing, you know, rivals for potential business opportunities. So that's a good thing. And that's your incentive there. Same with a friend. Friends will hopefully be liking or engaging with your content in some kind of way, which means your affinity score with solid. Whereas, you know, that school friend you followed because, you know, you wanted to lurk, you know, they'll have a much weaker affinity score because they're far less likely to frequently engage. Now that we've run through that, you know, the reason behind why businesses post memes and make comedy posts that have nothing to do with their business proposition, you know, that's more obvious now. They're chasing that affinity score because it will increase, you know, their, their score with their customers. And so next time they make a business proposition, the reach will automatically be high, anticipating that the content will be more relevant. So how do you trick the Instagram algorithm or how do you make smarter Instagram photography decisions? There are three things you can do starting right now to increase your Instagram reach. And these are three things that you can do to make better posting decisions. And this is going to impact the reach that you see. Take a little bit to ramp up, but you will get there. So number one, frequently and consistently post your best shots. Obviously, you want to show everyone how great you are, but it's far more important than that. You want engagement and you want it often. New content means new engagement. Posting cool Instagram photos every day, that's not necessary. You should be consistent with what you post not can you know not posting for the sake of posting because you normally post on a Thursday if it looks to your subscribers that you don't care about your work why should they care analysis of when my followers were online once not too not too long ago and i found that most were online between sunday and thursday and less were online on a friday and a saturday because i post music photography and, you know, I'm in that niche, most of my followers are going to be going to shows on a Friday or a Saturday. And that explains why they might not be online at those times. Obviously, they're probably out at a show, they're not glued to their phone, or, or maybe they're even hung over after the previous night and they're getting ready to do it all again. Now that I know when most people are online, I know I as often as possible within that window. You can schedule, you know, your content in advance through apps like Later or Buffer. And, you know, I do that and, you know, for me. But you have to kind of do that analysis over time and go, okay, well, I'm going to need to change it up now because my subscriber base has changed a little bit. That's number one. 
Number two, fill metadata on your post. The more you complete a photo with metadata, the better your post is going to perform. Adding a location or adding alt text metadata or tagging the the photo in the photo, writing a lengthy comment or, you know, something like that. Every one of those features you adopt that Instagram offers, the more your reach is likely, you know, within this initial decay rate period. And we'll talk about that next. But I think of utilizing these features as Instagram's way of thanking us as users who all of the platform's features. And that brings us to number three, the final one. Number three, block out an hour of monitoring time. Instagram has what, you know, as a rate of decay. And we spoke about that just before. But a decay rate, it affects the reach of your post because it slowly serves it to less people over time. The best way to effects of your post decay rate is to engage with the post as much as possible in the first hour after you post. This tells Instagram that you're still around, you're still active, and you're more likely to reply to comments on your post. The decay rate analysis is the most impactful during the first hour of posting. And this is what I and this is why I reply to everyone in that first hour post when most people are likely to be online because I need that first hour to be great. I post only when I have the, you know, the next hour free. It's as simple as that. And so emoji reply helps with that. So there are three tips that you can implement right now to increase your Instagram posts reach and to review number one, frequently post your best photos. Number two, fill out all of the metadata, use all of those features. And number three, block out an hour of monitoring time. Now that's it for official business. Tomorrow I'm going to be with clowns and they're playing in Brisbane at Crowbar. There's 16 tickets left as of me recording this. So you'd want to get in quickly. And then on Saturday night, they're playing at Vinny's Uh, which is absolutely sold out. I'll be at both of those shows. If you want a beer, come and say hello. Otherwise, we can talk photography over a latte. Uh, But either way, I want to say hello. And step. And I will see you on to that next step. Next episode. Bye.